And welcome back to Beer with Jesus. You got me, Rob, and normally, and Nisi, but we got a special guest today. It's our friend from church. It's Kenny Ronk. And what are you drinking today, Kenny? I'm drinking to get us out of the can because you can't hardly drink one out of the bottle. <laughs> no, you can't. It has, <laughs> the can's next to draft and... The draft is only next to getting it in an Irish pub. That's right. <laughs> and I've had it in Ireland, too. It's, yeah, it's, it's awesome. It's different. Nisi, what you got? I got Brew Dog Non-Alcoholic Wake-Up Call, and I really like it because it tastes like I'm drinking coffee. Like, it tastes like coffee. Oh, nice. Yeah. And I'm drinking from uh, Equilibrium, and this is the best can ever. It's... It, <laughs> <laughs> if you've seen Spaceballs, it's got a Spaceball theme on there, so may the Schwartz be with you. The The beer's name is Moon of Vega, and it's a double double IPA with vanilla and lactose. Lactose? Yeah, it's kind of odd. I can't odd. have that. <laughs> I hope I can have it. <laughs> we'll find out. We'll know in about a half hour. <laughs> Well, it's Mother's Day, and we decided we'd have our first guest here. If you want to tell us, our listeners who don't know you a little about yourself. And... A little about myself. Yeah. Well, I'm an old guy, and I got saved in uh, 1979. Uh, product of, if you've seen the movie Jesus Revolution, I was a second-generation hippie that got saved on the beach in Huntington Beach, California. So I've been walking with Jesus ever since, and, you know, like everybody, had my ups and downs, but uh, love the Lord and ready to go with Him. You know, you know, and I love Jesus Revolution. I heard your testimony with uh, our friends on the One Good Story podcast, and I was like, man, this sounds like Jesus Revolution. <laughs> and then you said Calvary Chapel. I was like, oh, wow. <laughs> that was crazy. Yep, that was the first church I ever set foot in. Did you go barefoot? Uh OP shorts and a t-shirt and flip-flops. <laughs> yes, it was. And that's exactly what the pastor wore, too. And you could wear that at our church, too. Don't yeah. say anything about it. Nope, not a bit. So this is Mother's Day again, and uh, we each chose a mother or a theme. Niecy's probably got like three or four women. <laughs> but uh, we all chose a woman from the Bible, and uh, but we like to start out reading Proverbs 31, 10 through 31 real quick, and, nice. it, and it, then we'll go from there. So it's uh, epilogue, the wife of noble character, a wife of noble character who can find she is worth far more than rubies. Her husband has full confidence in her and lacks nothing of value. She brings him good, not harm, all the days of her life. She selects wool and flax and works with eager hands. She is like the merchant ships, bringing her food from afar. She gets up while it's still night. She provides food for her family and portions for her female servants. She considers a field and buys it. Out of her earnings, she plants a vineyard. She sets out, well, sets about her work vigorously. Her arms are strong for her tasks. She sees that her trading is profitable. Her lamp does not go out at night. In her hand, she holds this the staff and grasps the spindle with her fingers. She opens her arms to the poor and extends her hands to the needy. When it snows, she has no fear for her household, for all of them are clothed in scarlet. She makes coverings for her bed. 
She's clothed in fine linen and purple. Her husband is respected at the city gate where he takes his seat among the elders of the land. She makes linen garments and sells them and supplies the merchants with sashes. She is clothed with strength and dignity. She can laugh at the days to come. She speaks with wisdom and faithful instruction is on her tongue. She watches over the affairs of her household and does not eat the bread of idleness. Her children arise and call her blessed. Her husband also, and he praises her. Many women do noble things, but you surpass them all. Charm is deceptive and beauty is fleeting, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Honor her for all her, that her hands have done, and let her works bring her praise at the city gate. That was chosen by Nisi for the starter podcast. Yeah, I like it. <clears throat> sounds like women have a big role. It sounds like he's talking about more than one woman, because I don't know one woman that can do all those things. <laughs> <laughs> you said you tried to do it at one time. I, I, man, it's rough. <laughs> when i read i I thought like a lot of women do a lot of those things but it's like nisi said it's hard to do all of those things right all the time because we all have struggles yeah i mean i don't know when that woman went to sleep there's enough hours in the day well that was their job there wasn't back then they weren't going to work Right. They weren't delivering mail. Well, I understand that, but even if she woke up at 5 o'clock in the morning and started all that, I mean, it'd be 11, 12 o'clock at night. Well, and part of what we probably don't see here is they didn't necessarily do that all every day. It could have been broken down into separate tasks in separate places. Uh, okay. Yeah. they probably do something on Monday, Tuesday, <laughs> Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Sabbath on Saturday, start again on Sunday. Yeah, and do different different things every day, but some of those were the things that they found beneficial. Yeah. Yeah. I probably would just throw it at the city gate. (laughs) (laughs) Who did you pick? The woman I picked was Naomi of... All folks. Nice. So, you know, a while back I was reading through the book of Ruth, and it just reminded me is of my mother-in-law who lives with us. So that's why I chose Naomi, because she reminded me a lot of my mother-in-law. Um, just our my, niece's mom, she's had, what, two husbands pass away? Mm-hmm. So, oh, wow. So, and she moved from where she was living with with and with us so i like to read ruth one and ruth one six and seven when naomi heard in moab that the lord had come to the aid of his people by providing food for them she and her daughters-in-law prepared to return home from there with her two daughters-in-law she left the place where she had been living and set out on the road that would take them back to the land of judah and i and i think i'm right but her mom was born in Cleveland, so she was living in New York. Had to come back home to Ohio. Who? Your mom. She was born in Florida. I. She was talking about she. She grew up in Cleveland. Okay, cause she uh, then she grew up in Cleveland, but she, you know she lived here, so she had to come back here. Right. And I. My mother-in-law was very persistent too, and 
little hard-headed. You say persistent, I say stubborn, but okay. I, I said hard-headed as well, <laughs> okay. hard-headed. And, and my, my... So you're hoping she doesn't listen to this podcast. She does. Oh, well. <laughs> and my scripture, scripture reference to that was Ruth 1, 11 to 15. And it says, but Naomi said, return home, my daughters. Why would you come with me? Am I going to have any more sons? Who could come before your husbands? Return home, my daughters. I am too old to have another husband. Even I thought there was still hope for me, even if I had a husband tonight, and, and then gave birth to my sons. Would you wait until they grew up? Would you remain unmarried for them? No, my daughters, it is more bitter for me than you, because the Lord's hand has turned against me. At, at this they wept aloud, then Oprah kissed her mother-in-law goodbye, but Ruth clung home. Look, said Naomi, your sister-in-law is going back to her people and her gods. Go back with her. I mean, that just sounds something like her mom would say. It's like... No, no, I'm good. No, I'm good. No, I'm good. No, I'm not going to eat. No, you go. No, no. <laughs> and the other thing that reminded me, my mother-in-law of Naomi is, she's a planner. I mean, um, when my dad was ill and, and he couldn't walk, he was uh, bedridden in, our, in his house, and we had to move him to a nursing home up. She always made the plans. She always made sure he got his medicine. Always, we had to have twenty-four hour care. She made had a whole chart of who's who. He was on. He was diabetic, so he had lists and notes and everything else. And you know what this is sounding like? The Proverbs thirty-one woman you just read about. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess it correlates yeah. back to the beginning. So. Yeah. So, <laughs> it's all right. That's what this is for. Ruth 3, 1 through 4 is my example of this, of Naomi doing this. One day Ruth's mother-in-law said, Naomi said to her, My daughter, I must find a home for you where you'll be well provided for. Now, Boaz, with, with whose women you have worked is a relative of ours. Tonight he will be winnowing barley on his threshing floor. Wash, put on perfume, and get dressed in your best clothes. Then go down to the threshing floor, but don't let him know you are there until he has finished eating and drinking. When he lies down, note the place where he's lying, then go and uncover his feet and lie down. He will tell you what to do. I'm like, thinking right now, that is that what your mom told you what to do? Because our first day, you got all dolled up. I was like, oof. <laughs> <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> all right, my last thing is... uh. Mom gets dogs because we can't have any kids. So that was like, we ha we, we keep getting dogs. We're getting a new dog. Rufus here soon. But uh, that's that's her grand dogs from us. Because <laughs> we don't have, I'm unable to have kids and and she's unable to have kids now. So we can't have any kids. So Ruth 4, 16 and 17 is... Then Naomi took the child in her arms and cared for him. The woman living there said, Naomi has a son, and they named him Obed. He was the father of Jesse, the father of David. So that's what I got on Naomi. She reminded me of my mother-in-law. So, that's cool. So that's who I chose. That's cool. Well, who are you going with? I'm, gonna, I, I'm still drawn to Abigail. Okay. She, um, just... Her husband, I don't know how to say his name. Ed, Nabel. Nabel, that's what I thought, but I was like, 
seeming like it should have an E in it. But he was an unkind. It even kind of referred to him as a drunkard a little bit. Mm -hmm. And wealthy, just mean. Yeah. And he passed away and before David was king, I sought her out. Wanted to, I think she was his third wife. Second or third, something. But what I didn't quite get is they had a son. I believe his name was translated into Daniel. And there's no mention of him. Right. Like, there's no mention. Uh, he, him and Bathsheba, Solomon came from that. But there's, it's like, what did Daniel do? Well, David had a lot of sons. Yeah. So there's... There's a lot of things that we probably don't get in Scripture about some of his sons. And the ones that stood out, we get stories about them. Um, Solomon's in the direct line of Christ, so you're, you're going to hear more about him. Mm. There was quite a bit about Absalom, too. Absalom, yeah, well, the rebellious son. Yeah, you must have been related to Judas. Yeah. <laughs> but her story can be found in Samuel 25. It was just the, I guess a lot of us, my, my first husband, although he's a great man without me, but with me, he was mean. He was, he was not, we just weren't good together. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Good people, but we get along now. I get along with him great. Yeah. He's great when you don't live with him. And that's good <laughs> that, that, you, that you guys have a cordial relationship. We always have, but I don't know. That, <clears throat> I think it's like I came into Dalton's life. When he was what twelve or thirteen, mm -hmm. I think I think he just turned thirteen. Well, so you've known this this guy a long time. Yeah, so yeah. we got together when because Dalton was living with Nisi, so that's how we I got to know him and her other son. But his her, her other son lived with his, his dad. dad. Yeah, so so I've been a part. I've always been a part of that. Of raising Dalton from age thirteen up, but the same token, I didn't step on his dad's toes. Right, so right. I knew her to keep that balance. Sure, and you guys agreed on a lot of things too. So what stuck out to you about Abigail? Her faithfulness, I and mean, she to me reminded me of the Psalms thirty-one because mm -hmm. she took care of things. She was a very good servant to anyone. She was kind to everyone, right. even though she had mean man to go home to she was still kind she was yeah and even she, when he wasn't she she was mm -hmm. to david and his men yeah. with the fig cakes and all those yeah. things yeah and i mean yeah she had a big heart yeah i don't know if she was barren when she was married to noble but or Nabal. they didn't have any children from what i could see together I, yeah, there's there's no record of it, yeah. That's, that's why she stood out, because to me she reminded me of the woman in Psalms 31. Okay. Makes sense. Well, you're up next. I'm up. You're up. Swing for the fence. Point. <laughs> All right, well, I have somebody that most of us never even heard about. Other than we've heard stories, but we didn't know her name and we didn't know some of the backstory. So you remember um, in the book of Exodus where 
Pharaoh commanded that all the baby boys be thrown in the river mm-hmm. and and drown. So because they were afraid of the the Hebrews in their land, and uh, Pharaoh's daughter came and pulled Moses out, out of the, the river, out of the basket. Yeah, yeah, in the basket, and then raised him as her own. Well, in First Chronicles four, um, you start seeing the sons of Judah, and that is a kind of a special tribe because that's the tribe Jesus came from. He was from the tribe of Judah. He's actually called the Lion of the tribe of Judah. And so when you start seeing genealogies, and what I'm, where <laughs> First uh, Chronicles 4 is a genealogy, and most of us skip those because I, they're I, kind of boring. I, I, I read through, because I've been going through the Old Testament this past year, when I got the first crime, I was like, man, there's a lot of genealogies. There's a lot of genealogies. I read, I toughed it out. I toughed, I did skip Leviticus because that one always puts me to sleep. But. It's the biblical version of the morning probate show. <laughs> you're the daddy. Kind of, you're the daddy. Yeah, exactly. Well, and Judah was that guy, you know, because his, his son died and she was married um, to, I can't remember her name. That's terrible. I got it right here because I'm going to reference this later. Tamar. Um, oh, okay. So she was in the, he wouldn't give the next son to her, which, you know, you kind of referred to with Naomi and Ruth. Um, Naomi was said, I can't have another son because that was kind of how they did things back then. <clears throat> they would give the next son to be married, you mm-hmm. know, if, if a brother died or something. I'm so glad we don't have that rule no more. Yeah, me too. (laughs) Judah died, or Judah's son passed away, and he was married to Tamar, and Tamar wouldn't, he wouldn't give Tamar the next son. So she dressed up as a prostitute and sat in the city square, and he came through the city square, and they had relations, and... He said, "Oh, I don't really have any money, but I have this cord and this and this staff. This staff. Well, I'll hold that till you come back." So he went back to the the square later. She's pregnant, and she doesn't. She's not there. And he's asking around, "Where is this prostitute? Where's this woman?" Oh, there's nobody there like that. So she kind of deceived him there, <laughs> and uh, then she shows up because he's she shows up pregnant, and he calls her an adulteress. And he's going after her, and she said, oh, well, it's this man that got me pregnant and pulls out his cord and his staff, and he goes, oh. (laughs) (laughs) But it's really interesting, because those people are in the genealogy of Jesus, and I'll go into that a little later, but I want to skip to this person that I found, Pharaoh's daughter, in this genealogy in Chronicles. Um, So I'm going to... um, Verse 18 in First Chronicles 4. No, sorry. Verse 17. The sons of Ezra were Jether, Merid, Ephor, and Jalan. And these are the sons of Bithia, the daughter of Pharaoh, who Merid took. So the daughter of Pharaoh married into the line of Judah. Wow. Yeah, so, and that kind of freaks people out, but it was always God's intention to bring... Gentiles into the fold, into the kingdom of God, always. The whole Old Testament is full of that, and I'm going to go to uh, genealogy in Matthew and show some of that here in a little bit. 
But, and she conceived uh, the father of Eshtemoah, his Jewish wife bore Jer... Oh, wait. I'm sorry. I skipped the line. And she conceived and bore Miriam, Bithra. Remember who Miriam is? Moses. Moses' sister. But we don't think about, well, where did Moses' sister come from? Because his mother didn't raise him. Pharaoh's daughter raised him. And she, so she defied her father and raised a Hebrew as a, as a um, Egyptian. She had more children. And so she obviously knew he was Jewish because even it says that, uh, and we always think this, Moses' sister brought his mother to Pharaoh's daughter so he could nurse with his own mother until he was weaned. Well, everybody thinks that's Miriam, and it's not. It's some other sister who's unnamed because Pharaoh's daughter actually gave birth to Miriam. So when they went out on the, the first Passover, the daughter of Pharaoh was most likely with them because Moses, Miriam, and she was probably with them as a out, you know, an outsider, not not a Hebrew. So it's this stepmom, basically, who gave gave her life to raising this Hebrew child. She had to have a soft heart uh, for that whole thing. She adopted Moses, and God adopted her. It's just pretty interesting how that worked, you know. So, so yeah, I watched a, um, it's a movie called Exodus. I think it's Gods and Kings. Mm-hmm. It was about it. Was, I don't know how biblically accurate it was. Yeah, but it's Hollywood. It was, but it was good. It was a good movie. Yeah. it was about Moses and yeah. And I thought it was just reminded me. I'm, I'm sitting there thinking about the movie as you're explaining. As like, yo, I remember this, 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 this. So yeah, so. She was probably among all those Israelites that went out of Egypt, you know, and crossed the Red Sea and did all that with mm-hmm. Moses. So it's just interesting how how all this, how God brings everything together. So I'm going to read a genealogy, which is weird to say that we're going to do in a podcast. <laughs> but in, in the book of Matthew, because Matthew deals with all everybody that we have already talked about. Mm -hmm. (laughs) The record of the genealogy of Jesus the Messiah, the son of David, the son of Abraham. Abraham was the father of Isaac, Isaac the father of Jacob, and Jacob the father of Judah and his brothers. Judah was the father of Perez and Zerah by Tamar. So we've already talked about them in the city square. Perez was the father of Hezron, and Hezron the father of Ram, and Ram the father of Amenadab, and Amenadab the father of Nashom, Nashom the father of of Salmon, Salmon the father of Boaz by Ruth. So we've already talked about Boaz Mm -hmm. and Ruth. Boaz was the father of Obed uh, by Ruth, and Obed the father of Jesse, Jesse the father of David the king. David was the father of Solomon by Bathsheba, who had been the wife of Uriah. We've already touched on Bathsheba today. Solomon was the father of Rehoboam. So I'm not going to read the rest because those dealt with kind of what what we're talking about. And and we're 23 minutes in already. And you know what? We didn't even discuss who we were talking about 
so this all kind of it's it's kind of cool how everything every, just big full circle yeah. yeah but so if you pay attention to the gospels they all have an agenda and Matthew's agenda Matthew most likely was written in in Hebrew script we don't have a copy of it but the way the idioms are used and the language and all those things it was most likely written in Hebrew um, and it was written to Hebrews the interesting thing is this uh, genealogy is really improper for a Jewish genealogy to include women and to include outsiders because um, Rahab was a prostitute that was in Jericho. Ruth was a Moabite, and she wasn't Jewish. Uh, Tamar uh, played the prostitute and tricked her, tricked her father-in-law. Um, Bathsheba, who was the wife of Uriah, David actually murdered Uriah, you yep. know, by proxy. And um, so there's just all these scandalous things. I was going to say scandalous in this in this uh, genealogy. The Jerry Springer meets yeah, exactly. <laughs> and um, but there's a word in in uh, Hebrew called mumzer. Sometimes you can find it. Uh, written as Mamzer, but it's M-U-M-Z-E-R is how we transpose it, but it means outsider. And the whole book of Matthew is about accepting the outsider. Matthew himself was an outsider because he was a tax collector. Jesus was an outsider because this is his genealogy. It goes right down to him, and then he's born of a woman who isn't Mary, can you imagine walking in and finding your betrothed pregnant and going, oh, it was the Holy Spirit. Today we would freak out, but, you know, Joseph has a dream, and the angel comes to him and says, hey, don't put her away, don't don't divorce her. Um, and he's faithful, and he doesn't. Mm-hmm. And so out of that springs Jesus. So it's it's just really cool how... We were just talking about that on the, on the way when we left church, how... Jesus was the first, you know, you have all these people that try to break racial barriers and stuff, right. but Jesus was the first, you know, he wanted to branch out and, and yes, you know, you always had like, you had, st- the Samaritan it was so, man. so violent in the yes. Old Testament, you know, they're killing these, this tribe, this tribe, you don't, we don't like these people, screw this, we don't like the Samaritans, we don't like this, right? but he wanted to branch out to everyone, he wanted to share the gospel to everyone, so yeah, it didn't matter. Very, very inclusive. So, on, on Mother's Day, we see all these people that shouldn't be included that are mothers that are included in the lineage of Christ. Even Pharaoh's daughter, to a point. You know, it's not direct, but she's in there. She's in Because of Moses, you know. And I didn't uh, really bring it up. It's in, I should have done it, but... Um, Everybody, if you look at the book of Matthew, instead of saying that he's the son of David in there, it always talks about him being like Moses. Mm-hmm. And, and if you remember, let me go to Deuteronomy 18, your, you know, one of your favorite books. I didn't mind Deuteronomy. Leviticus is rough. It's rough. I mean, I've heard it several times. It's, it's a tough book to get through. It was putting me to sleep. It, it's rough. So Deuteronomy 18.15, this is Moses' words. You shall surely set a king over you whom the Lord your God chooses 
one from among your countrymen. You shall set a king over yourselves. Uh, you may not put a... That's not the scripture I wanted. That's 17. <laughs> hey, yeah, it doesn't hurt. They needed to hear that. Yay for the podcast. Okay, we don't so, do no editing around here. I can tell. Because <laughs> you're putting me right on. Okay. <laughs> This is Moses' words, 18.15. The Lord your God will raise up for you a, a prophet like me from among you, from your countrymen, and you shall listen to him. So Jesus is likened to Moses a lot in, in uh, Matthew and in other uh, Gospels. He's likened to other things, the Son of Man and all those things. But when, when you knew the Old Testament... And all of a sudden, they're comparing Jesus to Moses. You knew what it was about. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, it, it was pretty cool. Pretty cool how this all tied together tonight. I, yeah. I think that was Jesus working this out. <laughs> I tell you. Because I was torn between Hannah and... Because I can relate to Hannah on a lot of things, too. Mm -hmm. And then Mary, even. It's like... Yep. I know what it feels like when your child dies. To I, lose, I, to lose a son, I, know, yeah. I mean, I didn't witness it like she did, but right. the funeral part aspect of it, sure. I, I know the emptiness that she and felt. And the heartbreak and all those things, and yeah. Like, and I was a teen mom. I mean, it wasn't a virgin birth conception, but, it, I mean, there's a lot of things. A that lot I could, of things that are similar. I was just torn. Yeah. I didn't know. And I mean, I love Hannah's story because Samson came from that, and that's my one of my favorite yeah. stories. Yeah. Well, I I just picked Bithia because she was a stepmom, and it wasn't, you know, she she put more of herself out there than just having a child. She defied Pharaoh. Yeah. To do that, and it always and, I, and so for me, I always look at that and go. How did she get away with that? I always wondered that myself. How did she get away with that? And this? was she accepting to Moses? Because if he was, you know, not Egyptian looking, you know, no, obviously, you know, he maybe was different, a, maybe a different skin tone. I mean, I've, yeah. Well, it said that um, when Moses' mom seen him, she seen that he was different. So his, the anointing of God was on him from the time he was born. She knew she had to save him. Right, right. She had had to let him go because he was different. And it's real interesting. She did put him in the river. She just didn't drown him. So, you know, he said, got to throw all the baby boys in the river. She did put him in yep. the river. It's didn't amazing. say how you had to do it. It's amazing how God works things out, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Definitely. Every time. Definitely. What else you got? Well, you got shed talk? No. <laughs> you didn't get no shed talk? Oh, no. I'll find something. What's the shed talk? We had, we just end something. Oh, yeah. I wasn't sure how long this was going to be, and I didn't want to With three see. people. See if I remember where it was at. Man, I would have prepared for shed talk. <laughs> where did I see this at? I've been reading through the book of Job lately myself. And Good luck with that one. It, it's kind of, <laughs> you know. There's a lot in there. there. And I get little nuggets. 
I, I guess that would be my... Let's just go with that as my... When you read the book of the Bible, like Job, I mean, I don't know if you've read the, any one of our lists. It's, it's like you're reading a whole conversation between, you know, him and his three friends. And that's where I'm at right now. I'm only... I'm up to the second round of discussions. And uh, so it is kind of hard. I mean, some of that stuff is like, man, how did... Who would think of even say this kind of stuff? <laughs> but you can find little nuggets in there. Sure. Like, I, I can't, I don't remember exactly where it was, but there was like a, um, four little verses. It's like, he's almost speaking like, G, talking of Jesus as the advocate. I remember, I just can't, I just meant to highlight it, but now, but I was like, I read it, it's like, wow. I mean, that's four verses basically just talking about Jesus. Like, have, you know, they always talk about Jesus being our advocate in front of the Father. And he was talking about an advocate for him. So I thought just that little bit I read the other day, I was like, wow. That, I mean, just little tidbits you can find. You, can't, you may not understand everything in there, but you might find just four verses or a verse that right. just hits you. Well, it's just interesting. You got 66 books and what, 40 authors, and it's a unified story over thousands of years, and it all leads to Jesus, every bit of it. I'm finding more and more how many little, small little things in Old Testament talk about really Jesus, see, yeah. and you, you don't really, and I never really learned that growing up, but just as I were doing it on my own, it I'm seeing it now, and it's waking me up. So that's going to be our show talk. You got next week. Well, I, I mean, <laughs> I got the scripture that God gave me to say all week. I don't know where it's at. It's somewhere in Proverbs, but out of the mouth of my, or out of the, the fruit of, oh gosh, I already forgot it. Way to go. Oh, man. We're human. Yep. Human here, bear with Jesus. I forgot it already. <laughs> I got it wrote down. And but your I got, beer doesn't even have alcohol in it. I know. I'd probably remember it if it did. Because <laughs> I don't even remember where it's at. From the fruit of my mouth, my... Ah, She's going to look it up now. It's going to bother me. Yeah, so you and I have to talk while she looks yeah. it up so you don't have dead air. <laughs> <laughs> so... How how's it taste out of that Guinness glass? That's a, oh yeah, the official, I forgot to even mention that. I have a Rob Green Guinness glass that's actually has his name carved in it. I I feel like I'm cheating, you know. But you had to have the proper glass for a Guinness. So. Yeah, and it it's very good, very good. This has I can taste this Moon of Vega, the vanilla. It tastes like a creamsicle. Really? Yeah. Wow. So it's, it's got stuff floating in that cup. Oh, that's the good stuff. Yeah. Well, that's, the, the, well there was something on the table. double IPA thing. Yeah. If you look at the bottom of the glass, you see the... Yeah. I can't do IPAs. Yeah, I don't know. They're too I bitter for me. <laughs> I love them. I had a stout. Um, I think it was uh, Goose Island. I can't remember the... It was a double bourbon barrel thing. I, all I know is it, it. we went to the Wright-Patterson. The one bottle cost $57. What? I bought it. I said, it's got to be good. if it. Well, I bought it. It came in a special little tube and everything. 
and I put it in the fridge, and I was scared of that beer. It was 16%. Oh, wow, that's a heavy so, beer. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be staying home. I I, uh, I let that sit for over a year in the fridge, wow. and I finally drank it. It was good, but I felt that one after one. <laughs> yeah. I think it's the fruit of my lips. My stomach is filled. harvest of my mouth I am satisfied something to that that's pretty close I gotta get it together because that's the one he gave me to remember this week <laughs> well Nisi you want to end us with our prayer I guess we can <laughs> and Lord we come before you tonight and we just thank you for the union that we have here today and the conversations that we have over a beer and we just thank you that you're in our presence ask that you go with us throughout the week and that you bless all the women out there that do not get that phone call yeah. do not have their yeah. child here today to wish them a happy mother's day just comfort them and draw near to them lord and just thank you for your blessings amen and we'll see you next time and kenny will be back and probably drag your wife here next time i hope she can come next time Try to do it for Father's Day. We'll probably do it a week early. Okay. So, because we got something planned with uh, Jason Channels for Juneteenth. So, I've been talking to him. So, we're going to try to do both holidays. So, in one week. <laughs> wow. In one week. So, should be good. So, all right. We'll talk to you soon. Peace out. <laughs>